Tano Tsuroni versus Ally Quinta. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere where you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fightjunkie2006. Cowboy Cerrone, 35 wins, 11 losses. Of those 35 wins, 10 are by KOTKO, 17 by sub, 8 by decision. Of his 11 losses, 4 by KOTKO, 1 by sub, 6 by decision. Alaquinta, 14 wins, 4 losses. Of his 14 wins, 7 by KOTKO, 1 by sub, 6 by decision. Of his 4 losses, 3 by sub, 1 by decision. Currently, the line is pretty close. Al's a slight favorite, minus 125, the straight line. Cerrone comes in at plus 105. We'll go, won't go five full rounds. We'll go plus 160, won't go minus 210. Fight is a draw, 85 to 1. Cerrone wins inside, plus 193. Ayaquinta wins inside, plus 162. Cerrone wins by decision, plus 430. Ayaquinta wins by decision, 334. Cerrone looked pretty good in his last fight out. He was against the young gun. He looked shaky to me in the beginning. Uh, it could have been the cut back down to 155. It could have been just because he was facing a very aggressive young kid that was trying to take his head off. But he looked he looked shaky to me, and it looked like in the beginning he was going to get blasted out. But he bit down on the mouthpiece, survived the storm, weathered it, and then just started putting it on Alexander Hernandez and slowly broke him down and finished him uh, in the second round. Obviously, Al's coming off his big win with his uh, Kevin Lee. That was a rematch. He beat Kevin Lee a long time ago, somewhere like 2014, I think it was, something like that, by a three-round decision. And then he was able to do that again, this time in a five-round main event fight, and he beat Kevin Lee again by decision. So when you look at this fight, obviously both are coming off wins, but you have to look at how they match up together. I think the most dangerous spot for Al is obviously in the ground game, in the submission game. He's been submitted three times out of his four losses. Cerrone has an amazing ground game, often underrated, I believe. He doesn't use it as much as he should. Um, I don't think he's overall like an amazing wrestler, but when he gets it to the ground, then he usually has an advantage there. I think he would have an advantage there against Al. I know a lot of people were saying Al is the better wrestler and he can incorporate wrestling into this matchup against Cerrone and put Cerrone on his back. It's dangerous. I'm going to tell you that right now. Even if you can take Cerrone down, it's dangerous. You better make sure your submission defense is on point or you can get subbed with Cerrone being on his back. I don't think that's the path for Al to take, even if he has success. It's a five-round fight that gives Cerrone a lot of time to set something up and submit it from the bottom. I think if Al is going to win this uh, in the safest manner possible, he's got to keep it on the feet. Um, I think overall standing, Cerrone probably has more tools. I think he's more of a, a better striker overall if you're talking elbows and kicks and punches like that I think Al's the better boxer and probably the more powerful fighter if we're just talking about boxing punches close inside clinch style punches Cerrone might be better in the clinch overall with the knees but 
Al's got to close the distance there because he's at a height and reach disadvantage. And that's the way he likes to fight anyway. He likes to get in close. He likes to bully people. He likes to put those boxing punches together and try to hurt you from that kind of a distance. Cerrone could theoretically use the jab, use his kicks, and move around. Sometimes he's able to do that effectively, and other times he just shits the bed. That's the problem with Cerrone. He's very inconsistent. It's very difficult to say, Cerrone's going to fight like this from what you saw last time, because sometimes he comes out and he's like a shell of what you saw in his previous fight. And other times you say, man, Cerrone's going to get absolutely destroyed, and he comes out and he's on point. So it's very, very difficult with him sometimes to say, oh, we watched him fight this way, against this guy in his last fight this is how he's going to fight this way against this guy in his next fight because sometimes it just doesn't go that way I don't know if it's a mental thing a physical thing what it is with him but sometimes you're sitting there expecting him to show up and fight one way and he shows up completely different and that's pro or con it works both ways he's on a two-fight win streak he had his win over Perry which that was a retarded absolute moronic thing for Mike Perry to do is wrestle him down and get submitted that's why I said when you're looking at Ally Quinta and everybody's talking about how how much he's improved and his strengths and even that his wrestling matches out well with Cerrone you cannot discount submission defense that's ridiculous it doesn't matter if you can get the guy down if he can submit you and that was kind of like what happened with Perry Perry had no reason whatsoever to ever go to the ground with Donald Cerrone and you saw what happened I'm going to say the exact same thing here. I don't think Al has any reason to go to the ground with Donald Cerrone. If you can't beat him on the feet, you can't beat him on the feet, you can't beat him on the feet, you probably can't win the fight. Because if you take him down and you try to ground and pound him out of there, chances are at some point he may throw up one of those triangles with those long legs or throw up one of those arm bars and the next thing you know, Al's tapping. Look at his record. You're going to tell me that you really think Al Iaquinta is better on the ground in a submission style fight than Donald Cerrone. You're out of your mind if you believe that, you know, even if he has success there. If he wins this fight, he's got to do it on the feet. Now, he's got seven KOs out of his 14 wins. I mean, I've questioned Cerrone's durability in the past, so I don't think you need to be the biggest hitter in the world. But then again, Cerrone will poo me on. It'll look like he's shaky like he did against Alexander. It looked like he was shaky. He came back and won that fight. Other times you see him getting hit to the body and crumpling. And you think, man, you know, this is it for, for the old cowboy. 36, 37 years old. His durability is starting to go. He's on the downside of the career. This is it. And then he comes back and he wins. So, I mean, that's why I was talking about when you're looking at Donald Cerrone and you're trying to cap him. He can be very diff- difficult because you can have a fight. He gets hit with a body shot and crumples. And then you have a fight like against Alexander where he's getting bombed and he just bites down. Weathers the storm, comes back and beats the much younger guy the much more aggressive guy the guy was talking a whole lot of smack and Cerrone put him in his place so obviously Al being like he likes to be in boxing distance should be hitting that body non-stop we've seen Cerrone is vulnerable there before I think Al would be able to hurt him if he's able to get to that body consistently uh, Cerrone for his part would probably be best served to stick to the outside and when Al does close the distance try trip takedowns or the knees and the clinch something 
where Al has to be a little more defensive and just can't let his punches go crazy because if Cerrone just tries to play defense in that boxing range, he's not going to be able to do that, I don't think, for the entire fight. It's too difficult to keep Al off of you if you're not giving something to make Al respect you. I think Cerrone has the tools to do that. The question is, will he do it and will he do it consistently? If you just do it a little bit, Al's shown to be durable. He hasn't been technically KO'd or TKO'd. He's three sub losses and one decision. So you're going to have to put something on Al to make him respect you in the stand-up. Otherwise, he's just going to try to run right over you. You saw that in the Kevin Lee fight. Like He will just keep coming at you and putting pressure on you. Kind of like Alex Hernandez. How Alex Hernandez just came and tried to keep putting that pressure, putting that pressure. And Cerrone at first looked shaky. It looked like he might go down and out. And then he bit down. And once he started hitting Alexander, Alexander couldn't take it. He was okay dishing it, but you could see as soon as Cerrone started landing and started landing clean and in combinations, Alexander couldn't, he didn't like it. He didn't like it at all, and you saw that was the difference. And Cerrone was able to take what Alexander gave him, but Alexander wasn't able to take what Cerrone gave him, and that was the difference. He started to break Alexander down. Now, with Al, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because Al is shown to be super tough, especially in a striking match, a pure striking match. Super tough. So you're going to have to put a lot on him, a lot more and more consistent over a longer duration. There, There's no there's no suggestion that um, Cerrone is going to be able to just blast Al out of there on the feet, even though I consider Cerrone to have more tools on the feet, especially when you're talking about the kicking game. A good, a good tool to use in this fight would be obviously leg kicks, and that's just to keep the distance and keep um, Ally Quinta and the, and the uh, out of that boxing that close uh, clinch range because that's where he does really well. The problem is Cerrone does that, but he doesn't always do it. So he'll do it at times, but when you're fighting a guy like Al, you can't make that many mistakes. You can't allow him to take a couple leg kicks, to take a couple jabs in the face, to stay keep him on the outside for, you know, a round and a half and then all of a sudden uh, go away from that game plan for whatever reason, have a brain fart, you just mess up, make a mistake, and let this guy close the distance, especially when you're questioning the overall durability of Cerrone, which I know sounds crazy, as he's only been stopped, I believe, 4 out of 11 times, but anybody that's watched his career know what I'm talking about, even when he doesn't go spark out, you can see that sometimes he's hurt, he's dropped, he's shaky, he's tough as hell, don't get me wrong, everybody knows who Cerrone is, he's a certain Hall of Famer. But there are weaknesses there that you can see that Al would be able to exploit if he's able to get Cerrone into the correct distance. Otherwise, Al's just going to be chasing him. If Al can't get him into that correct boxing distance where he can land with the power punches up and down and obviously stay off the ground, then he's at a disadvantage because Cerrone, he doesn't have the best movement, but he can move and he's got really good outside striking. He's a, he's a better uh, long range striker, excluding the clinch. That's why I said that to me, that's the fail safe. You use your tools on the outside, especially the kicks and kick them low. Cause listen, if Al wants to take you down off a kick, let him. Like, if Cerrone should feel confident if Al takes him down, then he's going to be able to submit him. So, I mean, not everything goes to game plan. But if Al's taking you down, then try to submit his ass. He's been submitted three out of four times. It goes to the same thing. If you can't submit him, submit him, submit him, then you're going to lose if he's on top of you on the ground. 
So try for the submission if he takes you down. So use the kicks and the jab and use that long-range game. And if for some reason Al walks through that or you make a mistake, mistime it, whatever, and he gets in close, you're going to need to use those clinch knees and try for those trip takedowns. The reason I use trips in the clinch instead of double and single legs is because I don't believe Cerrone's that great of a wrestler. I think he would probably have difficulty taking Ally Aquinta down in a traditional sense with a single or double leg. If you go back and look at Ayaquinta's fight with Habib, it was the same thing. Habib had major success in the first couple of rounds, and then he started shooting takedowns from far away, and they didn't come close to taking Al down, and it basically was a striking match for the rest of the the rest of the way. Now, speaking of that, if you look at that fight, most people don't consider Habib a striker, especially going into that fight. That was before the counter fight, and he basically beat Al on the outside with a jab. So that's why I'm saying Cerrone, ha- if he can keep this at distance, he has the advantage there because Al needs a certain distance to be able to let his punches go. Habib didn't allow him to do that by just putting something on him. Habib isn't considered a powerful striker or a striker by any means, and he was able to control and win basically the entire fight with a jab to the face of Al that made him reset, and so he would come forward against Habib and get hit in the face and they'd have to reset and they do it over and over and over again. Cerrone could easily do that if he can stick to the game plan. He can easily do that if he sticks to the kicks and the jabs and some movement and then if Al gets close use your clinch, use the threat of trip takedowns to threaten Al and know you're not just going to be able to get inside on me and wing body punches and come over the top with haymakers and try to knock me out because that's what Al is going to do. So going into this, the odds are close for uh, for a reason. I think the odds are correct. I believe Cerrone opened basically like minus 105 right around there. So it was pretty much a pick em. And any line changes you're seeing right now is just public money. I think most of the public money is going towards Al. Uh, like I said, we broke this down so you can see both ways where there will be money. The line is still really close right here. So you can pretty much pick either guy and have a good idea of how you think they're going to win. Like I said, there's a lot of pluses with Donald Cerrone when you're looking at this matchup stylistically. But some of the glaring weaknesses, you know, that could end the fight. So the same thing with Al, like he needs to be in a certain distance to win. And then this talk to me about wrestling and stuff, that's craziness. It truly is. Even if he's able to implement that and win the fight that way, that is playing with fire. You're going into the lion's den when you do that against Donald Cerrone. That's been proven time and time again. That dude can submit you in a second. So especially with a guy who's been submitted three out of four losses, I don't care how much you've improved. You're not a better grappler than Donald Cerrone. Yeah, maybe you can survive a couple rounds. Maybe you can get through the fight. But overall, nobody's going to say Ally Aquinta is a better grappler, especially a, a submission jujitsu type of match. I know it's MMA, but still Cerrone's been in MMA for a long time. He knows MMA jujitsu. He knows how to defend punches, survive, and then still try to find his opportunities to throw up submissions. So that's the thing. Like We're not in the fighter's head, so it's it's kind of difficult to know exactly how they're going to fight. But if you told me, oh, Al's going to go in and wrestle him, 
then I'm I'm leaning Donald Cerrone all day. Even if Al was able to win that fight, I'm like, hey, Cerrone's got five rounds to throw. He only needs one submission. He only needs one armbar, one triangle. He only needs one sweep to get in the mount. He only needs one opportunity to finish Al on the ground. Now, a lot of people are discounting that because Habib couldn't do it. Habib and Donald are different different type of fighters on the ground, man. Uh, Habib obviously has had major success with the way he fights, but that's not the way Donald fights. I think Donald's more of a submission guy. Habib's more of a, I'll wear you down. If the submission presents itself, I'll take it. A lot of times he's more ground and pound. I believe going into that counter fight, it had been years and years before he had submitted somebody. It's not the case with Cerrone. He will look to submit you. So it's much more dangerous, in my opinion, if you're talking about submission defense against Cerrone than it was against Habib. So I think that's a dangerous, dangerous game to play. One that he shouldn't he shouldn't have to do if he's using his striking in the correct distance that he needs to be. Now, if Cerrone's boxing his socks off and keeping him on the outside and just picking him apart and this is a Hail Mary type of thing, I guess, I mean, if you're losing the fight anyway, then try to take him down and ground and pound him out. I guess you're just rolling the dice anyway. In my opinion, if you see that type of fight happen where Cerrone's controlling him on the feet and dominating him in the striking and Al starts to shoot, that's a form of desperation. It's a Hail Mary and he's just going to try to roll the dice and hope that he can pound Cerrone out on the ground before he gets submitted because I can't understand how that would be like game plan A. Let's go grapple with Donald Cerrone even though I've been submitted three out of four times. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me no matter what the social media or the experts or anybody else says about how how much he's improved and this that and the other that just doesn't seem like a smart game plan to me so when you're looking at this fight we broke down how each guy has tools here and there Cerrone does have a lot of tools in this in this fight a lot of skills obviously and some big advantages in certain areas the thing that always shakes me is how how his durability, I, I question it so often. It was kind of like in the um, George Groves fight. In his last fight, the one he lost, going into that fight, I had such concerns because his uh, that's a boxing match for any of you guys that don't follow boxing. But um, his durability, he was winning fights, but I see him being shook all the time, and that's a dangerous thing. He ended up losing that fight, by the way. Um, but it's just the durability issue. Like Sometimes he looks okay like he can weather the storm like he did against alexander even though he was shaky and it looked dangerous there he came back and other times he's not able to come back the question is can he afford to have a shaky moment against ally quinta will he be able to weather the storm if what happened in the alexander fight uh happens in this fight will he be able to absorb those punches and come out of it and still be able to be you know all of his faculties there be able to implement his game plan or will he just crumble and be fighting off instinct anything like that favors Al because in a dog fight not that Cerrone isn't tough but in a dog fight normally Al's got the advantage there because he wants that close distance type of fighting so if Donald isn't doesn't have his smarts about him to know I have to clinch up with this guy I can't just let him pin me against the cage cover up and let him throw haymakers that's not going to cut it like if he's going to close the distance i've got to make it even closer and get even closer to him in a clinch position where i can stifle some of his offense threaten him with trips and knees and then if he wants to break away 
break away and get back to that long distance game. So as far as Cerrone, how he how he could win this fight, well, I think he needs it on the feet. He needs to keep it at distance. I don't know if he has enough tools as far as like powerful tools in the striking to take Al out. Al's never been stopped. If he did, it would probably be a accumulation of punches and probably have a lot to do with kicks in all honesty. I don't think in the hands department, hands on hands, mano y mano, he's going to have enough um, powerful strikes that he would take Al out that way. I think it would have to be a combination of his whole skill set using all of his striking tools to try to break Al down. And even then, uh, I don't really see that as the most likely way Cerrone wins. If Cerrone was able to win inside, I would probably say it had something to do with the submission, whether it was him on top submitting uh, Al Quinta or Al taking him down and getting submitted with Cerrone being off the bottom. Something like that. Something where there's some type of grappling involved. As far as Al goes, he's got to close the distance. I don't see him winning a grappling match over five rounds. He could theoretically take Cerrone down. Cerrone doesn't have the best takedown defense in the world. He could theoretically take him down ride him out, ground and pound him, and do something like that. It's just very dangerous in my opinion. But it's not out of the question that that could happen. I just don't think that's the most likely way or the smartest way to approach that fight. I think for Al, he's going to want to close the distance and test the chin and durability of Donald Cerrone, especially the body. The body works perfectly fine, especially with the style that Al fights. He kind of crouches down, throws those uh, wide looping shots. Those will land perfect to the body. We've seen Cerrone hurt before. If he can bully uh, Cerrone back to the cage, even better. But overall, even in the middle of the octagon, if Cerrone isn't using his tools and his skill set how he should, and he allows Al to close the distance, whether just walking forward or throwing looping shots, then I think Al's got the advantage there. And if you had to look at how you think Al Iaquinta wins, it's probably going to be by knockout, probably in a pure striking type of match, probably where he's just able to touch Cerrone and hurt Cerrone. And Cerrone's not able to recover. So whether it's a body shot that drops him or it's a head shot that wobbles him, something like that where Cerrone just doesn't have the opportunity to recover, weather the storm, and then come back. Because like I said, if that happens, it's the same scenarios that happened before in Donald Cerrone's career happened against Al. It's still more difficult for him to come back because if he faces this adversity, and, and weathers it and comes back, he's still got to put a lot of shit on Al to have a chance of getting Al out of there in a pure striking match. So even though I consider overall striking, if you're talking elbows and knees and kicks and put overall I give the advantage to Cerrone, it's still more dangerous because I think Al is the more durable guy in a pure stand-up match. And so it's more difficult for Cerrone to get hurt to get dropped, to face some type of adversity and then come back and be able to do enough damage to be effective enough to keep Al off of him before that all happens again because you need recovery time. Like in the Alexander fight, he got stunned. It looked, I told you, dangerous right there. 
But then he started putting his own punches on Alexander, and that gave him the opportunity to recover because now Alexander was absorbing the shots. He was more defensive. He was getting hurt, and it allowed Donald Cerrone to be able to recoup some of what he needed to recoup and then take over the fight. With Al, it's always going to be dangerous because if you've been hurt, dropped, rocked, whatever the case is, and then you come on and start laying on Al, the odds are Al's going to take what you're given and still fire back. Where you saw in the Alexander fight, that wasn't the case. His offense started to wane and he started to be more defensive and he was taking a lot of punches and they started to hurt him. So if that's not the case, if you're hitting Al but Al's still walking through it, then your chances for a recovery are slim and slimmer because Al is going to be still launching punches at you to your head and to your body, not allowing you time to rest, trying to bully you up against the cage or close that distance where he's more comfortable than you are. So there's dangers here. Even though I consider Cerrone very skillful, obviously a Hall of Famer, I believe he has the most wins. When you look at this matchup, I can totally see why the odds are where they're at because you really can, when you break it down, make a case for either guy depending on who implements their game plan better and who does it more consistently. I think that's really going to be the tell of this fight. I think the winner of this fight is going to be the guy that did it more consistently unless Al comes out and just catches him early with something, and that's a possibility, and just blasts him out. We've seen that before with Cerrone. Sometimes... If he's that slow starting Cerrone, he gets caught cold and that's it. But if you're talking about who wins based off their game plan and consistency, that, that that's going to be the fighter that's able to do this over the course of a couple rounds. Is able to stay more consistent in what they're doing. Where, like you saw against Habib, Al had consistency problems there himself. Nobody going into that thought that Habib was going to be able to outbox Al. That doesn't even make sense. But you throw a jab in his face and it threw off his timing. It threw off the distance that he needed to be at. And he was able, never able to solve that. Even though he, he you know, it was, a, it was in his wheelhouse where he should have had the advantage, he didn't. So to think that Cerrone can't do that to him is, is naive because Cerrone can do it. But it falls back to exactly what we're talking about, consistency. Can he do it consistently over the course of a five-round fight? without having a brain fart there that allows Al that, you know, one or two opportunities per round where he can do serious damage to Cerrone. So there's a lot to break down on each side. Anybody who wants to make a case for each fighter could. Certainly you could. And I know when you're talking about the over-under, it seems like you're automatically leaning towards the under. But like I said, the only the only danger there is if Cerrone was able to fight an outside fight an outside striking match keep it on the feet and touch Al like kind of like Habib did then you can see that going the distance right because if you don't think Cerrone has enough power to hurt Al on the feet but he has enough skill set to touch him reset his timing not allow him to close that distance then you could see how Al lost against Habib. You could say, well, he's going to lose the exact same way to Cerrone. So there's a lot of people on both sides picking both fighters. You can certainly make a case for either guy in almost any position. I believe both guys have an advantage in certain areas. Cerrone certainly on the ground. And Al in close boxing distance. But even then, Cerrone's still got an opportunity in that clinch area 
to make Al second guess, to make Al defensive, to make it where Al just can't let his power punches go. The problem I just keep coming back with is what kind of Cerrone is going to show up. Is it going to be the Cerrone that's thinking, that's using his all of his skill set, that understands where his weaknesses are and tries to avoid that? Or is it going to be the Cerrone, the blood and guts guy, who's willing to just stand and bang it out and even if he loses, he's like, oh, I'm a warrior. I'll fight anybody. That's going to that's gonna make a big deal in this fight. The guy that can use his game plan consistently over the course of the fight is going to win this fight. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.